a lot of people don't understand. Mm -hmm. uh, they'll tell me, I can't believe you have such a political job. I do not have a political right, job. Right, you can't. <laughs> no. I, I do elections, mm -hmm. which are law. Boy. I say that elections are black and white, plain. Politics are messy and emotional. Howdy. You're listening to the Think Brasses podcast. We host conversations with locals, politicians, and policy experts to help families thrive in Brazos County, Texas. So when you're thinking about how to make your community better, just remember, think local, think Brazos. We're joined by Ms. Trudy Hancock from uh, Brazos County, uh, and your title officially is election elections administrator. administrator. Yes, got it. And how long have you been doing that uh, for Brazos County since 2016? Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And before that, you were somewhere else. I was that? in Robertson County for almost 12 years. Oh, wow. Okay, got it. And do you live in? I'm just curious. Do you live in the county now, or no, are I you still not. okay? So, uh, well, that's great. So you've got a lot of experience on elections. So um, the first, let me grab my handy dandy notes nice. here. Um, but I was curious just a little bit about your background, mm -hmm. how, how you fell into doing elections. It's a pretty specified, specific kind of a uh, job. So it really that? is. You don't think that most people like think, oh, when I go to career day, I want to be, on a, I want to be an elections administrator. Right. <laughs> No, I started out uh, as an election worker oh, Okay. Mm -hmm. for Robertson County um, for years. I uh, was an election worker at one of the polls uh, okay. in, in the community where I live. And then an opening came up in the county clerk's office and she offered me the job. Okay. And so I went to work in the county clerk's office doing elections and then left there after several years and went to a law firm. And then when the county created the elections administrator position, uh, I was offered that position. Okay. So. When, um, and this is for um, Robertson? Yes. And then later it was Brazos? Yes. Okay. So before that time, there wasn't an administrator in Robertson then? No. Uh, and just like in Brazos County, uh, the county clerk handled elections okay. and uh, the tax office handled voter registration. Uh, and we still have quite a few counties that still do it that way. Uh, but with the elections administrator, everything has moved to one office. So it's kind of a one-stop okay. shop for anything elections. Got so you don't, you know, voter registration, you don't have to go one place and election questions, you yeah. go somewhere else. So is, is the last day to register, have we already passed that? We have not. It's oh. 30 days from the election. Okay. Uh, I think it's October 4th. October so. 4th. Mm -hmm. So we're November 4th this year or mm -hmm. is that the election? Yeah. Okay. I should have looked that up beforehand, but okay. So October 4th is the last day to register if you're not registered to vote. Correct. Got or it. make any changes. Like if you've moved within your county oh, yeah. um, okay. or need to update your name to match your driver's license, right. any of those things, it's the 30 day deadline. Not to put you on the spot, we can give a, a round number if you want, <laughs> but I'm curious, how many um, registered voters do we have in Brazos County? We fluctuate anywhere from 124,000 mm. to 126,000, wow. just with the influx and yeah. outgoing in and outs of the students. students um, yeah. mm -hmm. And as you know, if you drive around, the growth here is right. astronomical. Right. Yes, and so uh, we have a lot of new families moving in. So okay, so you mentioned uh, that you started out as an elections worker. I think mm -hmm. is what you said. 
Uh, are those positions, uh, like I see a lot of them, especially retirees and those types of folks working at the polls. Is that what you were referring to, how you started, or is that something different? No, that is how I started. Okay. Uh, but, but at that time, I wasn't old enough to be a retiree. I wasn't saying you're uh, <laughs> <laughs> But I would take a, a day of vacation from my full-time job. Okay. Mm -hmm, and serve in, in, at that capacity. Got it. Is it um, so? So is it a volunteer kind of position, or is it paid? It is. Well, no more than they get paid. It might as well be a volunteer position. Oh, okay. uh, election workers are paid twelve dollars an hour. Uh -huh. uh, if you work election day, it's a really long day. Mm -hmm. It's usually exactly. about a fourteen-hour day. So wow. from okay. the t you know, they have to be there in time to set everything up and mm -hmm. be ready to go at seven o'clock, and they don't close until seven. And if you're in line at seven, you get to vote. So wow. they don't get to vote. I mean, they don't get to leave or close the polls until the last person's out. So long day, 12 mm -hmm. hours or $12 an hour, mm -hmm. but at least you're paid something. I, I was Correct. thinking that you were actually uh, volunteers. And so it was a long day for no pay at all. Right. But and we do have a few people uh, who volunteer their time just out of civic Okay. duty uh, and so on their timesheet they just enter no pay okay uh, so we do have a few of those are y'all in Brazos County are you typically pretty uh, really needing uh, more poll workers or do you tend to have all you need oh no we don't have okay. all we need uh, it takes us um, about 200 people okay. to pull off wow. an election yes between wow. yes you have um, Besides, you have early voting workers that work the full two weeks of early voting, okay. have election day workers. Then we also have like the early voting ballot board that qualifies the ballots by mail. Mm -hmm. And then we'll have uh, central count workers who uh, on election night, they're there to take in all the boxes and uh, the, our IT department does the tabulation then of those votes that come in. Oh. So it is quite a undertaking yeah. so that's what they're talking about then when you hear um, say the county commissioner's court talking about an election as being um, you know kind of an expense you know oh. a pretty expensive thing to do yes. I guess the the if you will man hours person hours mm -hmm. that it takes to, to pull this off is pretty significant then right Wow. Uh, then you have the equipment costs mm -hmm. uh, ballot cost yeah all the supplies so it, it it is quite of an, an expensive venture. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I'm, I'm learning a lot here today. <laughs> uh, let's switch to uh, specifically mm -hmm. the election in November. Okay. I think you said November fourth, mm -hmm. possibly. I think you just said it, and uh, I, it's early November. Yes. First Tuesday. <laughs> Got it. First Tuesday <laughs> in November. Um, I've glanced at uh, or spoken to you about what is mm -hmm. on the ballot, um, but can you go over just briefly, you know, what races um, are on the ballot for this year? Right. So uh, this is our off year. Mm -hmm. We call it an off year okay. because it's not, there are not a lot of races on the ballot. Right. This is our year to do constitutional amendments. Okay. Uh, I've been advised by the state that we will have 14 constitutional amendments on our ballot this year. And then both of our cities are on the even number years. So mm -hmm. City of Bryan and City of College Station will not be on our ballot this year. Okay. But Bryan ISD and College ISD, College Station mm -hmm. ISD both will be. Okay. Uh, I know Bryan has a couple of trustee places. Mm -hmm. And then College Station ISD has, um, some, has a couple of trustee places and they're having a bond. Okay. So that's what's different between the two cities. Mm -hmm. So 
Uh, I'll have to look into what specifically is on that bond, but um, okay. So that would be called an off year, but there are still important positions that are up for it. Oh, correct. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I think if I'm not mistaken, obviously the, the school bond is uh, related to, you know, a lot of people are interested in property taxes and what's mm -hmm. going on with all that. And so right. it sounds like something that would, yeah, impact things in the future as far as um, housing and, and that kind of thing. But um, I don't know where I was going with that, but it's good to know <laughs> that um, it's good to know that there are uh, things on the ballot and we definitely encourage everybody to come out and vote, register if Correct. you're not yes. um, registered. Um, this is another thing I should have looked at before uh, speaking to you today, but um, it sounded like what you're saying is that there are 14 constitutional amendments from the mm -hmm. state, but that maybe we don't even know what all of these are. Or we do, do we? not. We have not wow. received any language yet. Is that normal? Uh, yes. Okay. Ballot certification won't come out until right at the end of August. Okay. Uh, they have until then. Uh, I think also they're making sure that we don't have any more special sessions ah. before they, you know, because if they do, then it would have to go on this ballot or if. If it doesn't make it in time, then we would have to have a special election in May. Got it. Okay. So, so we would find out for sure about that around the same time we would find out for sure who's running for the um, Bryan and College Station ISD school boards. Correct. Is that correct. Okay. So we should have ballot uh, language and we'll start our ballot by the 1st of September. 1st of September. Mm -hmm. And what is the absolute last day um, people have to decide and to um, decide to run for these local ISD races. Mm -hmm. um, I knew you would ask me a I'm hard sorry. question I didn't think about. And I might not. Uh, their, no, you. their filing period is already going on. Uh, 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 it's a 30-day filing window. Um, and I think their deadline is coming up pretty quick okay. for final final day to be on the ballot. I say I saw um, like and we can put it in the show notes as well, um, but I want to say it was around the 20th from what I saw. I, so I think so. We'll put but it I, in there. Right, yeah. Um, I know that my wife does some of the editing along with Mario. Shout out to him. <laughs> and uh, and they do a really good job of sticking that in there when I screw up. So that's pretty Covering good. us. Yep, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, uh, let's see here. Another thing I, I did, I kind of covered already, but wanted to go a little bit more in depth. Um, on the issue of poll workers, you said that you're always in need of them. Um, what does it take to become a poll worker? There are a few qualifications okay. for a poll worker, uh, not a whole lot. You have to be qualified to register to vote. Okay. Uh, that doesn't mean you have to be registered. You just have to meet the qualifications. You have to be a U.S. citizen, right. you know, 18 years of age, things okay. like that. Uh, and then we use um, our parties are really good. The Democratic okay. Republican Party are really good at utilizing their base. Uh, they work more on a granular level than we do at mm -hmm. the county. And so they help us a lot in trying to uh, facilitate okay. worker drives and things. So we Got tell it. anyone that's interested, mm -hmm. contact the party of your preference uh, to get on the list. So we do get our list of workers from, mm -hmm. from the parties. Got it. Okay. And that was kind of going to be my next question after that is uh, is a little more of how y'all work with the parties. But going from there, um, you know, so it sounds like a volunteer, not a volunteer, someone who wants to be a poll worker Correct. should contact their, um, their party of preference. Mm -hmm. And then um, 
is there kind of a, a wait list at that point or does it kind of work itself out and you just get the, <laughs> the workers? It, it kind of works itself okay. out. Uh, as you know, especially with the median age of our workers mm -hmm. being 70 to, I mean, wow. we have some workers that are 86. Oh, wow. yes. Um, okay. And so, and they are amazing. They have a wealth of knowledge. They've worked a really long time. Uh, but sometimes at the last minute, there's a sickness or something like that. So even if we go into it with an abundance of workers, we end up having most of the time using nearly all of our pool mm -hmm. uh, to, to staff everything. God. And then sometimes you end up with a place that you didn't think was going to be as busy as it is. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we may have to deploy more workers to okay. a specific place just to try to keep everything moving and everyone not having to wait as long. And that brings up a good point is there's a lot of logistics going into your yes. job. Yes. And, and are you doing this kind of in real time, especially on election day where it's like, oh no, this, this location is way busier than we thought it was and sending people over there at 10 o'clock or things we like are. that? We wow. are. Uh, or if at 5.30 in the morning we get a call that says, uh, you know, I'm sick, I can't come in today, right. I woke up with a stomach virus or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, COVID was really was really hard to, to manage through, mm -hmm. uh, but we have a phenomenal base in this county, mm -hmm. uh, but they also have to have assistance. Yeah. We have to remember that uh, sometimes you walk in and if a place isn't busy, it's like, why don't they have all these workers? Right. But you never know when you're going to get slammed. Mm -hmm. You never know when you're going to have a curbside and some of your workers have to go outside to do that. So we have to right. be sure that we have adequate staff for whatever may happen. Mm -hmm. So I say that I'm, I'm pretty much a, our fire marshal. Ah. So I put out all the fires. So. <laughs> <laughs> really funny. Um, yeah, going along um, with those lines, um, is there anything coming from the state i think it would be the state uh, i know a few years ago maybe even last election the i think it was the state switched up some election um like there were new election machines things like mm -hmm. that are there any big changes like that for this year or have we gotten through the new machines and and the new stuff a lot of our stuff triggers from legislation mm -hmm. So in 21, there was a whirlwind right. of, of changes and modifications to the election code. Mm -hmm. uh, and because some of those were in the late sessions, it gave us a very little window to implement those mm -hmm. because most of them, uh, their date to begin uh, is September 1st. Oh, wow. And so that really puts us in a time crunch when point. you don't finish a, a legislative session until the end of August and the laws going to affect September 1st. So that means that you have to implement them for November. And so there were pretty wide sweeping changes. Uh, so that meant having to redo a lot of things for our ballot by mail folks, um, along with the paper shortage. So <laughs> it was, it oh, was, wow. yes. So, uh, after the state was able to get, you know, things, all the things that are required to be changed and then for us to get those reprinted. And, yeah. And so. Wow. So, um, one other question I just thought of is uh, I know for us, um, Habitat as a nonprofit, mm -hmm. when we talk about political related issues, we have to be very careful and, and not biased. I would imagine the elections administrator as well as any staff, uh, y'all must have a lot of, um, I guess policies or things like that to make sure that you're not um, accidentally seeming to prefer one party over the other when you're running an election. Correct. Um, we're Switzerland. 
Yeah. We just, right. you know, uh, we treat everyone the same, mm -hmm. Democrat, Republican, Baptist, Catholic, you know, it doesn't matter. Right. Um, and we, I, you know, I, that's one thing I really preach to my staff. I have an amazing staff who I've never had any of that issue with. Uh, but yes, it's, it's hard, especially if you want to be politically mm -hmm. active. Right. Uh, to be in a in a position yeah. in my office, yeah. so most people coming in know that they have to stay neutral, mm -hmm. and you really you know have to have to walk that line. So, because we yeah. do, we do want anyone who comes in right. to feel. And sometimes if I have a staff member who maybe went to a rally or something, mm -hmm. and someone who is either pro or against comes in, they immediately feel like right. maybe they don't get the best answer or that you know mm -hmm. get treated the way that they should so we want everyone right. who who we have to interact with to to feel like they've yeah. they've come away getting exactly what they needed okay so it is quite a bit like mm -hmm. uh habitat for humanity yes and, uh that's that's interesting and mm -hmm. but it, you know it has its benefits too because you can talk to anybody correct and, uh that's great and that's a lot of people don't understand mm -hmm. uh they'll tell me i can't believe you have such a political job I do not have a political right. job. Can't <laughs> no. I I do elections, mm -hmm. which are law, and that's very black and white. Right. So that's a that's a good point. I say that elections are black and white, plain. Politics are messy and emotional. Exactly. So we stay out of that. You get to see all of that. Uh, yes. Another, probably last question that I that popped up just now, um, that I hadn't thought about before is uh, I know there's been a a lot of talk in the news and um, social media about how there's, there's something going on in the in the I guess you could say the country the community these days where you hear a lot more airlines for example of people maybe acting like they shouldn't um, you know related to any industry so airlines you hear a lot about it you know people getting kicked out of airlines just generally behavior getting different or worse. I don't want to throw any Brazos County citizens under the bus or anything, but I was just curious, do you, are you seeing more of like, like things going on in the polling places or is everything going pretty calmly and that kind of thing? For the most part here okay. in Brazos County, it has been, we Great. haven't had any problems. Uh, there's always, people who don't understand processes or understand why we have to have certain things right. that may get upset or, you know, maybe a little loud, sure. but no, we haven't had, um, we haven't had any problems here in, in our County. Mm. I do know that across the state and across right. the country, uh, there have been some very bad threats, mm -hmm. uh, even some trying to take action on some of those threats. So um, going into, especially going into 24, as big yeah. as it's going to be and as massive as that election's gonna be, uh, we're trying to to find ways to mitigate any problems that we may have. Okay, so. got it. Okay, um, well, I do wanna highlight one more time that um, you know if, if somebody wants to look into becoming a poll worker to make yes. sure that you speak to your party headquarters of choice. Correct. So that would be the um, Brazos uh, County Democrats, Brazos County Republicans. Correct. Um, and that's how you get started. And hopefully mm -hmm. some people watching this, maybe they'll, they'll come help you out. Hopefully. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to uh, add? Uh, no, uh, going into 24. Uh, so 
filing period for 24 for the primary and the general uh, will start the Saturday after the November election. Wow. So we'll be right in, going right in, working right okay. into the primary. Uh, we have the 272nd district judge, okay. district attorney, county attorney, sheriff, commissioners one and three, wow. and then the unexpired term for the tax assessor will be the local uh, items okay. that we'll have up for next year. So next year will be very busy. Okay, perfect. Well, uh, Trudy, I really appreciate you coming sure. on the Think Brothers podcast today, sure. and uh, we'll definitely be in touch about this election, and good luck. Good. I'm, I'm happy to come back. All right, great. <laughs> The Think Brazos podcast is brought to you by Bryan College Station Habitat for Humanity. Our mission is a community where everyone can afford a home they're proud of. Habitat is a 501c3 charitable organization, so we do not make political endorsements. If you'd like to support our work in the community, you can make a tax-deductible donation online at habitatbcs.org. The Think Brazos podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts and on our website at thinkbrazos.org. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel if you'd prefer to watch videos of our conversations. Thanks for listening, and just remember, think local, think Brazos.